And we are back with another episode of The Buzz. I'm your host, Sherwin, with Gospel Music Buzz. You can follow us, Gospel Music Buzz, in all social platforms. Sign up to our mailing list. Check out our Spotify playlist. All things Gospel Music Buzz. But today, we are joined here with creative director, founder of Brand Your Church, all things I'm passionate about. So really, today's interview is for me, but I'm allowing you guys just to be able to see it once we post this. Caitlin Huffman, welcome to the virtual stage. How are you, Caitlin? Thank you so much. I'm doing really good. I'm super happy to be here, Sherwin. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, I've been following you online. I've been seeing some of the things that you've been doing. I got super excited. And I'm like, you know what? We have to bring you on because I was seeing a <laughs> graphics or something someone did. And you know, when you go down that rabbit hole, you click yeah. on it, they tag someone, you click that next thing. Before you know it, you're like, <laughs> five levels deep into the creative matrix and you're like I want to know all the people I want to know all the things <laughs> and I saw you all the roles were leading back to you and your team and I'm like all right we got to get her on so that's kind of how I found you <laughs> that's awesome social media is so good for that you find people that you just didn't know existed and you find the people and the creatives who are behind some of your favorite products so exactly, exactly. I'm really happy to be here <laughs> so tell us, I mean, I know, you know, we spoke briefly yesterday during our catch-up session, but you were, you, you know, you have an amazing story, you know, clearly you've, you know, came from a path where you've seen various aspects of the advertising space, of the marketing space, the creative flow, just from conception to execution to just everything in between. So just, you know, kind of take us back there. How did you get your start within the creative space? Yeah, well, it's actually really funny because right out of college, I got offered a creative director position at a church and I'm 21 years old at this point. And I think I just kind of felt like this doesn't make any sense. Like I have no experience. And I think I just realized I, I, I recognize that there are sometimes at the church will hire someone or bring someone in who doesn't mm -hmm. have any experience. And I saw them just kind of redoing things over and over because it wasn't done right the first time. And so it kind of put this fire in my belly a little bit of like, I'm not going to be a part of that problem. And mm -hmm. God really gave me a passion to go and learn from the best of the best. And then at the right time, God was going to use that whenever he was calling me back, he was going to call me back into the church and bring that knowledge with me. And so for the first probably seven years of my career, I worked in the advertising space. I worked mm. in the whole industry. And right out of college, I was super fortunate. I got a job at one of the best um, advertising agencies okay. in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I got to see a full service agency at work. They did everything from packaging design, print design, store mm. installations. And then I actually worked in the digital department where we did websites, UX design. So we were doing UX design before it was even taught in schools. <laughs> uh, before anyone knew what UX design yeah. were. <laughs> the internet was a new thing. So wow, that, that, that ages me a little bit. <laughs> um, but we also did social media. Um, mm. We did uh, commercials, so video and photography. So really got to see the whole spectrum of things. Mm -hmm. And I really think that helped me as a creative director today to just see that everything from such a high level and see that design and, and marketing and advertising, it's not just one section. It's not just one area. It's an all-encompassing thing. Mm. You have to make sure the brand um, stays consistent in all those different avenues. So I did that for probably about seven years and just got to sponge and I was wow. this junior designer coming in starry-eyed to all these incredible creative directors <laughs> and 
um, just so much talent around me. And I was really fortunate. And I actually was really passionate about it when I was in it. I felt like very present. I was like, yeah, I don't want to work in the church. The church is really far behind. I want to work with innovative people. I want to work Mm -hmm. with people who are at the cusp and the forefront of things. And so it was actually my dream to work at Google in Silicon Valley. Mm. Which is so funny um, because probably in 26, um, 2018 or so, um, I got the opportunity to go to Behance, which is an Adobe creative conference okay. out in like one of the biggest creative conferences. Everybody was there. Everyone from Facebook, Google. I met the creative director of Walt Disney, like wow. people from Lyft, like any innovative com- a company that's mm-hmm. like crushing it right now. They were there. So I got to go to this conference and I was like, yes, this is it. Like, this is my moment. And I'm sitting there watching um, a keynote speaker from Lyft Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit just like dropped on me so intensely. And he was like, Caitlin, you will be miserable if you continue going down this path. It's time to make that shift that we talked about seven years ago. And I'm Mm. going to shift me to working back for the church. And so God just started stripping away things at me. And I ended up in 2019 going full-time freelance. And within six mm. months, he cut off all my connections to the agency world and shifted <laughs> all of my clients to the church world. And I was like, okay, the Lord has spoken. <laughs> so um, really since oh. 2019, I've been running my own business. Um, I've had a huge heart for the church and mm. it truly is just my heart's desire. I want to see the Christians and the ch- the capital C church mm-hmm. influencing culture. I'm tired of, ch- of culture being the thing that's influencing yeah. everyone and influencing the church. I want to be able to have people look at the church and say, wow, we are created by the most creative being in the entire yes. universe. We are anointed creatives. We have the divine insight of the Holy Spirit working in us. And so we should be the most innovative, the most, um, thought filled, the most creative beings on the planet. And so that's really my heart and my passion is that um, people would start to look at the church and be like, wow, look what they are doing. So yeah, that's kind of my background and my story. Mm. And you know, that leads into so many other things and projects yeah. I'm a part of today. But um, yeah, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. That's man, that's this. There's so much, there's so much in there because just the fact that <laughs> waited seven years and you know seven being the number of completion and it's just you know that in and of itself you're like oh wait a minute it could have happened in four years five years six years it happened in seven and then even kind of wanting to you know work at google because funny enough i have my own google story because i wanted to work at google at one point i even <laughs> you know i it's so funny another part of my love is uh technology and cybersecurity. so i actually you know i interviewed at google i got brought down to mountain view the whole thing but that just wasn't my path it just didn't work out for me but it was just so funny hearing you say that i was like oh yeah i remember that google thing (laughs) but that it's so funny how much like the devil will try to bring in um counterfeits and distractions when you're walking Mm -hmm. into your calling because Immediately after the Lord, after the Lord spoke to me about this, um, Facebook kept hitting me up on my mm. link. Like today, they still message me and say, "Will you come work for Facebook in Silicon Valley?" And it's like such a um, humbling thing to turn yeah. down such an amazing company. And you're like, mm-hmm. "God, are you sure? Like, <laughs> come on, can I just go try it on that?" <laughs> 
but no, I just have to keep being obedient and trusting that like, yeah. even though this doesn't make sense, even though, you know, there's way more money on another side mm -hmm. of things, mm -hmm. this is where God's calling me to be. And I have to trust that and see where God's going to take me in the next several years. But see, but that's, that's awesome. I think even as a, you know, and I'm glad you, you went there, right? Because even as a creative, right? A lot of times, you know, projects will come along, right? And certain projects that may not always align with your, with your viewpoint, you would not align with some of the things. But again, you being a freelancer at the time, you know, freelancing, you know, you got bills to pay. Like, let's just be honest, right? Because when that time ready to pay your mortgage, to pay your rent, to, you know, yeah. everyone is making memes about eggs being so expensive. <laughs> but, you know, things, things that happen. So how do you keep that balance? I mean, I know, you know, a lot of your client base that you're working with now is you know, is within the faith-based space. But as you are navigating and getting there, like, how did you keep that balance to say, hey, it's not just a job, you know, it's, it's purpose, it's, you know, it's my belief system, it's what I represent. Like, how do you navigate that? Yeah, um, I think I had a mentor just kind of coach me right early on in the beginning of kind of okay. doing the freelance thing. And he was like, there's, there's a recipe that you should look for in the ideal client. And he said, mm. they should have at least two of these three things. It should be good people, good money, or good work. And so whenever I'm vetting a new person that's coming along and saying, hey, we want you to do branding for this, I'm vetting it in that lens. And I've been fortunate wow. enough, to even most of my clients, they surpass all three, which is the wow. ideal. And if you can find someone that has all three of those, but mm -hmm. I think I'm just really honest with myself. Like, why am I taking on this project? Is it because it's like really good money and it's going to pay off? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I have clients where it's an amazing work and some amazing opportunities um, that have gotten me a lot of exposure to more clients that I want to work with, mm. but they do horribly um but i think the one thing i don't like to compromise on is good people um that's the hardest one for me if you get stuck with you know a hard client it just changes your well-being um and affects your other projects so um that's really what i look for and then as far mm -hmm. as you know taking on christian versus non-christian projects it's all the same to me you know yeah. like the gospel is needed everywhere um god's exactly. and his creativity is needed everywhere so if i can go and be in a space that is dark or lost or doesn't know the lord um hopefully my ability to work with them is a form of bringing light to that space i i love i love that and, I, and again because that goes back to what you said before about influencing the church influencing you know, the world versus vice versa, because if you're only surrounded by the church only, you're only staying within those four walls, whether virtually, whether whatever the space is, then how are you influencing someone that's already influenced, right? If you're yep. aligning with that. So I think that's that's great that you said that. And I'm glad I'm glad that you mentioned that. And then when you're talking in terms of relationships and and people, because I know, you know, on, I think it might've been a Facebook, not Facebook post, might've been an Instagram post. You mentioned like, you know, these are the three things that you need to, you know, do as a creative, you know, like making it about, you know, about we and not you and about relationships and such. I don't know if you can remember that, but can you touch a little bit on that and why that's important within the space that you're in? Yeah, I think if I'm remembering right, um, I was talking about leaders and creative mm -hmm. teams 
and leading a creative team. Yes. And I think it's so important that you're treating your people well. Um, I've been at places where it felt like I was in a sweatshop and it just didn't mm-hmm. matter how I was doing as a human being. Um, they just cared that I was getting it done. And like, they were almost like laying the hammer down and like mm-hmm. expecting these high expectations out of me. And as a creative, that is just so draining. And so being underneath leadership like that has helped me to realize that when I am in a position of leadership and I do get to work with a team, I want to be a leader that brings life to creatives. And that's actually something I'm really passionate about is drawing out creativity in our creatives. Cause I really believe that there's so many creatives on this planet that do not believe that they're creative because imposter syndrome. And I feel like one of my callings is just to remind people how creative they are, that they can do it, that they are capable of it. Man, when I worked at that advertising agency and I was around insanely talented people, I went to work every day and I was like, am I even supposed to be here? Like, am I like, I'm not good enough to be here. And I had to really affirm myself and, and center myself in the Lord and be like, no, I am creative. I, I had to like profess it over myself. Like I mm-hmm. am an art director. I do have innovative ideas because I am created by the most innovative thinker yes. in the world. And so I think there's so much creativity bubbling inside of us, but we're too scared to use it. And we don't believe that our way of thinking that is unique is creative. So um, I think if we all really tapped into that and trusted our instincts, I think we would be able to feed off each other so much more. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, and and I think and, and you're so you're so correct with that because even with the song that you know, uh, Jonathan McReynolds released about comparison kills, right? And it's just like it's just overall like when you you know when you just think about that, you know, you you say you don't want to do it, but at some point along the line, like you mentioned, when you're going to work, when you're surrounded by you know everyone that is seemingly so uber creative, and you're just like doubting yourself, you're not even giving yourself a chance to walk in that purpose that God have called you to walk in, right? So he's already ordained you for what you need to do, already set you apart to get that done. But you're so focused on what someone else is doing. It's almost like you're saying, God, you know, I trust you, but I really don't trust you because maybe you got this one wrong with me, but he's never going to get it wrong, right? So I'm glad. I'm glad that you're touching on that. (laughs) Yeah, well, I really think about how the Bible says it's biblical. Like God gives us the desires of our heart. He literally implants those desires on the inside of us. So I feel like I always encourage people, like if you are so passionate about X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z, I'm not passionate about that. Like God has clearly anointed you to be able to go, go forth and do that thing. And I think a lot of people have these desires deep in their belly and they're like, I want to do this, but am I good enough to do this? Am I, you know, there's all these doubts Mm -hmm. and these fears that are blocking them. And to that, I say like, absolutely, you are anointed to do that. And I feel like when my creativity really began to flourish um, and I really started walking in that, it really, it wasn't until I was, you know, maybe six years into my career or so, because I was in, I was in my later Mm twenties and I had begun to realize my identity in Christ and it's so basic, but it goes back to you knowing your identity in Christ, knowing who God called you to be getting really in tune with your purpose and, and knowing beyond a shadow of doubt that you're supposed to walk in this way. When I had that conviction, something in me flipped and I was, I knew 
and felt convicted. Like I am supposed to be in these creative spaces because God wants me to be the light here. And once I had that conviction, it was no longer, oh my gosh, I hope I can perform. I hope I can, you know, the creatives have all these different insecurities mm-hmm. about whether or not they can do it or not. And it just became this conviction of like, nope, I'm, I'm anointed to be here. And this is my ministry. This is my, this is my way of worshiping the Lord is through creating. And I want to, I want to flood his worship and creativity in any space that I possibly can. So I think knowing my identity really helped me get out of that classic artist insecurity and, and just own that space. Well, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned, you mentioned that as well, Tura, which kind of leads me now into you're there, you're functioning, you're creating, right? At some point, there may be that feeling of, hey, you know, I'm putting out, putting out every day. It could be this project, could be that project. How do you then balance that with refueling yourself? Like, what is that for you? And I know for everyone is different. For some, it may be sitting in a bookstore, coffee shop, whatnot. But for you, how do you balance as you're constantly giving all the time? Because basically, being a creative, you know, working, serving, doing everything else. After a while, if you don't have proper self-care, you're just going to be, you're going to be no good to yourself. So how do you balance those two worlds? I think it really has to do with you following what gives you life. Um, When I was, you know, headstrong on going towards Silicon Valley, when I really truly thought about it, I thought it was really cool to be in the tech industry. And I loved the concept of it and the idea of it. But it really got, but when it really got down to it, doing UX design drained me a lot. It took a lot out of me. And there were a lot of moments where it just didn't give me life. And I felt really dry. And I felt like my soul was being sucked out of me. And so it's really just as simple as the fact that I started following things that gave me life and was not worried about the finances. And I really, truly just was like, oh my gosh, I just did that photo shoot. I haven't picked up a camera in five years, but that gave me so much life. I think I need to keep doing that. And I was really bad when I started. And Mm. then you just keep following it and you get better and better. And so I think creatives give up before they get to that point of um, their skill sets matching up to their their brain and their talent and the ideas that they have. I think there's this threshold, right? Of like, you have all these innovative ideas and you're like, oh, wouldn't it be so sick to make that? And then creatives stop here before they've allowed their, their skill set to level Mm -hmm. up to the, to being able to accomplish those things. And I think they have, you have to be really patient with yourself in that journey. But yeah, I think refueling, um, when I'm, when I'm walking in something that gives me life, like it is not draining to me, like to art direct something like just the other day, I was creative directing, um, the production design for a tour. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, yes, more of this God. And it goes back to, you know, the, the, the choosing your clients wisely. And, Mm -hmm. um, if something's, you know, going to make me a ton of money and, but like, I hate it. And it's, I know it's going to drain things out of me. I'm kind of to the point now where I just don't take it on. So I think, I think it's the fact that your yes is just as important as your no and, and protecting that. that time. Yeah. Love, love that your yes is just as important as your no. Like I said today, guys, this is all for me, but I'm going to share this with you guys. I'm not going to be selfish. All right. 
I'm going to share this. So this, this is awesome. I'm, I'm enjoying. <laughs> I'm enjoying every moment of this right now. I just have to let you know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, okay, so you you mentioned this store that you just casually, you know, you've worked on a lot of amazing projects from what I've seen going back. But then you just casually glazed over this tour that, you know, you did this thing on this tour. You know, guys, the tour she's talking about is the It's Time <laughs> tour, right? <laughs> like, let's just, let, how, you know, how was it being a part of that? Because I'm looking at, you know, when the drip started to come out and I'm seeing a lot of the photo shoots and all of the different things. So I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, I see Natalie Grant. I see Ty. I see... Naomi, I see, ta- oh, wait, wait a minute, this is going to be mind-blowing. And so I'm looking yeah. at all of the releases and everything just like baked into this. Like, what was that process? Like someone come to you and say, hey, we want you on this team. That's this is what we're looking to do. We're looking to touch several cities. We're looking to do all of this. That vision is now presented to you. Mm-hmm. What do you do at that point? Like, how do you now stop? take all of this and take in all the client's requirement and then start to just let your brain just start churning out. Like, what was that process like? Yeah. I mean, first of all, this is, this tour is going to be so incredible. I mean, all of these women in one room, like they are just powerhouses. Um, so the fact that I'm able to be on this project is truly such a great privilege. And um, they chose, you know, that this entire tour is completely women led, which has never really been done before in the music yeah. industry. It's always, you know, men and women working together, but mm-hmm. just exclusively these women being able to have invo- a voice. So they really want as much of the team as possible to be females. And so in that moment, they were really looking for a strong female creative director who could come in and you know, give voice to these ladies, but it's been such an incredible project. Um, I really reflect back on probably five years ago when I was just praying really bold prayers. I felt like God challenged me and he was like, great, you're asking for patience and wisdom. Amazing. Like I'm God, like, what do you want? And I felt him really challenge me to level up my prayers. And I was like, okay, well, And then I started dreaming. I was like, well, I want to creative direct massive tours. I want to creative direct fashion shows. I want to, you know, work on the album art for these artists and help them figure out their wardrobe and the production design, like all. And I started dreaming up, like, what is my dream project? So sure. When I'm really like living out my dream right now, and I'm so thankful that, you know, just someone saw me and is giving me the opportunity to do this. And that was really my prayer of God. I just pray someone gives me a chance. And the last couple of years, like, I just feel like God has been blessing that and anointing that, like giving me opportunity after opportunity. And one project leads to, you know, exposure. And then it leads to the next project, which leads to the next. And it's just been this slow ripple effect of, of trusting God the whole way. And it's, it's definitely has not happened overnight, but it's been a very slow progression of things. So yeah, I'm super thankful to be on this project. That's, that's, that's amazing. It's so inspiring and, you know, in and of itself, because this also kind of takes me back to when we first began this interview, when you were telling me you started off, you know, 21 year old, right out of college, you were given a creative director, but you had the integrity in yourself that you were like, you know what? I don't think I'm ready to step into that role. Let me go back. Let me 
go, you know, learn, let me go acquire all the necessary tools and whatnot so that when I come back into this role, I'm going to know that I'm, I belong in this role. I'm going to know that, you know, God can trust me with these big dreams, with these big prayers, you know, with everything so that I can help to fulfill that. So I think that in and of itself is telling me that even others that are out there, like, hey, if you feel that you're given that opportunity, but maybe you need to go and get the necessary mentoring, because you mentioned mentoring, which I think is huge. You know, you get the necessary mentoring, the necessary training and so forth. You know, those big opportunities will be out there, right? You will be able to step into those, you know, those big seats and whatnot. So I think it's just, it's just great just to see that just living out and just seeing all this. Cause again, being on, on the side where I'm standing on whenever, you know, the various, you know, social media managers and marketers and such reached out and they were like, Hey, we're going to be dropping this store. Here is this, here is that. Every time I receive a new piece of asset, I'm always blown away. I'm like, oh, wow, this is super creative. I want to know who did this. I want to know that. I want to know that. So it's just, it's, it's been awesome. Oh, that's amazing. It's honestly been a really quick timeline. So it's really challenged me from a creative standpoint of, you know, we have a week to kick something out and we don't have, you know, the necessary time to vet things. So it's really just been a trust fall and, yeah, I'm just so thankful everything came together when it did. And the promo sh shoot photos are incredible. Hannah Burton did those. Mm. Um, she's one of my favorite photographers. And wow. I think she just crushed it and did an incredible job. And so she gave me some incredible assets to work with um, when when building that out from a visual perspective. So I'm, I'm just thankful that it's all rolling out now and that we get to see it all in the wild. <laughs> That's that's great. You you mentioned time just now, right? Now, from it as a creative, you know, when you're given different things, when you're viewing timelines, time management, like how do you view, you know, again, I know some individuals prefer to just crank things out and they're just, you know, hey, I'm gonna take a two-hour nap and I'm gonna crank everything out for hours. Like, you know, years ago, maybe you would have seen me doing that now. I feel like, you know, I, I need at least five hours a night. I need something decent enough. Like I'm not doing that. I get my sleep. I definitely do that. <laughs> I don't screw up on that. But how do you, like how important is time management for you, for your team, when you're tackling things, when you're setting deadlines, when you're working through, like how important is that? And what are some of your, I guess, time management techniques or tools or platforms? Like what are some things that have helped you in this process? Yeah, I think time management is definitely super important. Um, if you don't know when a deadline is, I think it's really important to know at the beginning of the project, okay, what are all of the deliverables? Like I like to have as much clarity on that as possible. If I don't have clarity on that, it stresses me out because then I find out the day of that something was due. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to kick this out. So full transparency, the main tour graphic, I found out the morning that we were launching that, oh, mm. I need I need a graphic with all the tour dates. So, I mean, I had other things in the work, but it was like, I kicked that out in an hour and then they went live an hour later. And I was like, wow, I wish I would have you know, known about that sooner. Yeah, um, yeah. But sometimes it just happens like that. Mm. And um. So as much as you can be on top of it, I think project managers are 
the biggest blessing and godsend to creatives. I'm always an advocate for project managers because it really takes the left and right side of your brain to be able to think through both. And sometimes that's not efficient. You can do it. And I see a lot of creatives are required to do it, but it does make things a lot more inefficient. So if there's a creative team out there, um, I, my biggest form of, you know, advice is get a project manager so that your creatives can be creative. Um, but really at the beginning of a project, as far as like process goes and like, okay, how Mm -hmm. would I tackle a project like this? Really the first thing that I do, and I ask every single one of my clients, this is what do you want this tour, this brand, this Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z that they're working on? What do you want people to feel when they come in contact with that thing? What do you want them to leave? What impression do you want to leave on them? What emotions because creative and visuals, it's really an emotional thing. You don't realize it, but that mm. that ad is is giving you an emotion about something. So what do you want people to feel and experience when they encounter that thing? And if we can hone in on that and help give them their mission statement and their vision statement, uh-huh. and we can always, it helps us to always bring the creative back to that space. So I like to stay in that land um, to, to, to really define what that is. And then when I'm mood boarding and creating different things, I always vet every single thing that's on my mood board. Does it give me that feeling? Does it give me that feeling? I'm always going back to that. And I think that's how um, brands, you know, get off track is by not having that like North star compass to always bring it back. Because I think it's very easy for a client um, even creatives to, to, to see something a few weeks in and see a shiny object and get really excited because it's something new that they've seen and like chase that when really it has nothing to do with what you said in the beginning, when you had a clear headspace of what you said you wanted to execute and create. So I always like to stay in that, like, I want to make sure I nail that. And then once the client has seen my mood board and seen, you know, the intention of where I want to take the graphics and the brand Mm -hmm. and they sign off on it. And they're like, yes, that's the feeling I want it to feel like then creating it from there should just be a bit more of a breeze because you have that clarity and you're not, you know, throwing a dart at a dartboard with no bullseye. So I think it really helps to nail down the next phase, which is the exploration phase. At that point, I just explore and I play and I try different things and, um, I, I, I teach a branding course in, in my brand, your church offerings. And one of the things I share is the brainstorming process is like a crescendo and a decrescendo. And it's perfect that we're on a music podcast right now, <laughs> because really it is like crescendo is like, you know, you're, you're expanding and you're, um, you're not shutting down any ideas, like any yeah. and all ideas are welcome. And then once you've gotten it all out there, all it on the table, um, explored and exhausted every option, then you hit the chopping block and you go into your decrescendo phase where you start refining and, and nailing it down and getting closer and closer to it. So once we're in that refining stage, then I start busting out all my graphics and all my deliverables. But I I have to have that space to just play. If we go straight into deliverables, I'm like, I don't even know what you want. Like, I don't even know if this yes. is going to nail it. Um so that's that's the process that I like to use. And I'm glad you mentioned Brand Your Church because we were going to pivot and go in that direction as well, too. But before we do, you mentioned the word mood board a few times. 
And for mm-hmm. someone that have not taken that course or not even sure what a mood board is, what is a mood board? <laughs> yeah, it's all your creative references, all your inspiration, whether you're you know, drawing that from Pinterest or Instagram or a brand that you saw. Maybe it's, you know, everybody loves to pull references from Nike or um, a different brand that fashion brand. Maybe it's something from Louis Vuitton that they're doing. Um, It's all of your creative references pulled together and to create a mood and the aesthetic of what, again, that you want your brand to feel like. So I always start there. I probably create, you know, five-ish mood boards per project, depending on what it is. You know, if I'm working with a church, we even, you know, we even talk about like interior design, like Mm. here's some interior design inspiration. Here's some marketing inspiration. Here's some logo design inspiration. Here's some um, social media web, web design inspiration. Um, So it's all this, this fun inspiration land. And the the key thing is when you zoom out and look at all of it together, it should all flow, should all fit together. It should all give you, you know, the same or similar kind of aesthetic and vibe. Um, You can still have variety, but it needs to feel like a family and a unit. I love, I love that. I love that. This is your, your, your teaching here. You're definitely (laughs) setting the stage to your teaching here. And as we kind of transition but still connecting now with the brand your church so at some point during your creative journey you noticed there were certain things there's church plans you know 2020 happened a lot of churches went virtual went online we went online as well to admire local church and there was a lot of hey we have assets we need to create we need to roll out we need to do a live stream we need to do a lot of things and a lot of churches during that process was not prepared was not ready and we all seen you know the videos we've seen the starting with the one cell phone and then before you start switching multi-cameras and all that but you saw there was a gap there and you know god being the god of excellence you felt you know hey there's something here that i can assist with new church plans with existing from a branding perspective from all of that so that's kind of burnt out branded church but again you can tell that story better than i can so what made you you know start that second part of the journey yeah absolutely so again after i went full-time freelance i started working with tons of churches specifically i worked a lot in the church plant space and what what caused me to even go there in the first place because again i was very hesitant and resistant to it i was like churches aren't creative like they don't they're not on the cusp you know Mm -hmm. i I don't want to I really fought working in the church world, um, but I also knew that I had a purpose there. Yes. Um, but my my youth pastors um, from when I was young hit me up and they were like, hey, we're planning a church in my hometown, essentially. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, obviously, I'm branding it for you. Like, you guys led me to the Lord. I'm like eternally indebted to you. <laughs> so it kind of started there with um, Echo Church in Rochester, Minnesota, Andy and Christy Cass. They launched um in this fall of 2019 i did all their branding they launched through arc um, association of related churches um and i really saw these pastors take seriously how important marketing is and since then they have been teaching at arc how important marketing and branding is and i really think that's a huge miss just first of all most pastors don't realize how crucial and important it is especially in 2023 like we're in 2023 guys. Like people are spoiled when it comes to visuals, creativity, like they are being exposed to everything. 
if you are not on par with looking legit and, and becoming approachable and welcoming in your church space, like people already feel weird walking into church, especially if they're not used to it, especially if they're used to something super traditional or they're, they feel uncomfortable. So even just seeing friendly faces on social media and being able to broadcast into your services demystifies and pulls down the curtain for people to feel comfortable. Oh, I can see myself there. Those people look normal. Like I can go do, okay. I don't have to wear a suit when I walk in. Like they, they exactly, feel yeah. so much more comfortable. And so I can, I can talk about broadcasting a little bit because I'm very passionate about that. But with brand your church, I was working with all these churches and doing br- the branding process, right. Creating these mood boards. And what I saw first of all, is that every single church's mood board, they wanted it to look the almost the exact same. Everyone was wanting a very similar aesthetic, a very similar vibe, you know, a sans serif Helvetica, black and white with a pop of color. Like everyone wants to look like Hillsong. Everyone wants to look like Elevation or Vu. And so the vibe and the aesthetic was very similar. And then also the needs that they had were almost exactly the same. So they all need an offering envelope. They all need a connect corner. They all Mm -hmm. need um, you know, a growth track or a next steps class. They all need broadcast slides, you know, yeah, production. Right. Um, they all need merch. They all need social media. Gotta have a merch. Gotta have the merch. <laughs> exactly. So they all were asking for the same things. And when people were hiring me to do this custom, full transparency, there were a few churches that I worked with that spent probably 25 grand on me in a year. Um, because they were asking for that much custom work and they yeah. needed it splashed all over their walls and their, their churches look fire. Like everyone looks at echo church in the arc community as like, they're the pinnacle of branding and it's because they invested the money into yeah. it. But what I also saw too, is like, you know, working with especially pastors who I knew very well. Um, I've known them for 15 plus years. Um, and seeing, you know, like, I don't want to break the bank, like helping mm-hmm. churches try to figure this out and navigate this new season, especially church plants. Like most yeah. church planters, when I did a survey, I asked um, a bunch of my church plant friends, like how their creative process is and how it goes and, and things like that. And one of the things that they said is most churches would not hire a creative staff member until year three. So that is almost four years. If you include like the launch runway, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's almost four years of them, like figuring it out on their own and like working with a volunteer or a junior designer or like scrappily, like trying the best they can because they don't have budget. So brand your church birthed out of the fact that pastors do not have time. They are doing 40 different jobs at once because they're planting their church by themselves. And then they also, um, you know, don't have the budget, you know, they have their, they have, you know, maybe support from a church planning, you know, company or something like that, but they really don't have a ton to spend, especially on something like branding. Like that's the lowest end of the totem pole. Like they're going to pick kids. They're going to pick youth ministry. They're going to pick something um, ministry wise before they pick creativity. Cause they're not going to see that as important. So anyways, brand your church is taking all these, all this experience I learned from this custom design world where I saw probably 
60 different deliverables that every church needs needed. And I created templates for that. So rather than buying my services, you're buying products that will get you 90 to 95% of the way there. And all they need to do is apply their fonts, their colors, their logos, their brand language, and send it all to print. And they, so our our tagline is um, customizable resources for you to brand your church in just a few weeks. It's the church planners fast track to a fully branded church. So really when you buy the brand your church resources and you buy that whole package, your whole church is going to be planted or um, branded for about the first year um, at a fraction of the cost. So that has really been my heart is like, Hey guys, this is a very out of the box thing. Like we're not, we don't need to break the bank. You know, we're not, we're not breaking outside of the box here. So um, let me systemize this and, and, you know, work smarter, not harder. So um, that's, yeah, that's really what brand your church is, is making things so much more accessible for people and way, way, way more affordable. I, I, I love, I mean, you, you touched on a lot of things in the process there, but the systemize it, let's systemize it. I think that's a lost art, right? You see that a yeah. lot in the large corporate worlds because corporate America and, you know, corporate just in a lot of different sense, it's all about systems, processes, because people go in, people come out. And they have to have things in place just to keep things flowing. And I feel sometimes in a lot of churches, especially if it's a new church, a new church plan, it's not as so much because they're still learning and figuring out and working on the system, right? So if they can go to brand your church, then have someone put something already in place for that and then work with you to customize that. Because again, when you're talking to about, you know, getting your fonts, getting your color palettes, getting all of these different things in place. Someone is not thinking about that because I've seen designs where this first design has this font, this next announcement has this, this one, and you're looking like, what's your color? Like, what's your theme for the church? And you're looking like, okay, this does, it looks like it's all over the place, right? So you know the ones that are done right, that has the right guidance and the ones that are still learning and still navigating. And again, everyone is at a different place. So I'm really glad that there's a resource. And even as I'm speaking to, you know, we talk to pastors all the time. We talk to leaders, you know, members and are, you know, thinking about starting something new, but having that, you know, that source, you know, that's already there that you guys have done a lot of the heavy lifting to put this together. I think, I think that's amazing. And how has the feedback been so far since you've launched out with this and has been working with a lot of, you know, church plants and even existing ministry? How has that feedback been so far? Yeah, it's been really good. I mean, just even I'm I'm thankful for social media. Say what you want about it, but we got so much exposure and traction um, just from being able to launch on social media. Way more than if we didn't launch there. Um, and the feedback's been incredible. You know, some of my pastor friends and clients who who worked with us has just said like, you literally are an answer to prayer because you. Actually, one person even said, um, you know, they're a PK and they have been, Mm -hmm. you know, around church their whole life, but you anticipated things that we never knew that we needed in our branding. And so to be able to not even have to think about it of like the work's already been done for you. Like I've done been doing this. Like we've, we've branded so many churches and seen all these different, you know, tactics that work and they've proved themselves to be foolproof. And so to be able to just hand that on a silver platter and say, here's hundreds of templates and you're covered, whatever area you need branded in your church, like you're totally covered. And we even have language in there for you that you can, you know, help and, you know, maybe put your own little flair to it. But 
we've really got you 95% of the way there. And then however long it takes you to roll it out um, is up to you. And that's in, that's in your corner, but we're just giving, I mean, we're taking that $25,000 and bringing it down to like five. So it's, it's way more affordable. And I think in this, in this day and age and time when everyone is restructuring in ministries and yet still needing to keep that high level of standard out there. I think that's, that's perfect. That's amazing. I'm looking, but I'm, I'm glancing over at my, uh, at my clock. I know we, we were locked in for a certain time, but it's just like, I'm going to have to bring you back. That's all I want to say. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to bring you back, especially, you know, as some of these big projects that you're working on right now, you know, as a lot of, as the, you know, it's time to rolls out a lot of different things kind of go through and everything else that you're, you're doing is just, is super amazing. You know, this is what we need in the body of Christ, you know, long, long gone are the days when everyone is looking at the church and looking at the faith-based community and expecting to see something rolled out with a mediocre look or expecting it and, and accepting it as well too. Like that's, that's not it at all. Like the standard has been lifted the standard has been raised the bar has been raised and you guys are on the forefront and helping to push that forward so again congratulations to you your team you know everyone that is just helping to make a massive difference within the space and like i said you know when i saw all of this stuff on social media i'm like okay this this is amazing this is just like this is just something that we need it was breathtaking it was just a breath of fresh air in general, and I, you know, definitely wanted to have a conversation with you. Now, for people that want to just follow and just, you know, follow this journey with Brandy Church, with you, you know, yeah. personally, like, how can they follow you? How can they get some of, you know, take some of these courses, just kind of be in the know to help with their own creative process? Yeah, absolutely. So as far as Brand Your Church goes, um, our website and our Instagram handle is brandyourchurch.co. Um, and we are actually offering 20% off to all of the listeners today. Um, mm-hmm. So they could just use a code gospelmusicbuzz20. Ooh, I um, love that. I come, come on, man. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So, yeah, if you feel like your church needs help in this area, like we des- we really want to help you. Um, And we also have a free checklist, um, a free creative checklist that can just help anticipate all of your creative needs for, you know, your first year, whether you're launching or whether you're replanting. um, So you're planting for the first time or relaunching. This is a complete list for you. I think it's like an eight page list of here's all of your creative. It's literally a checklist that you can go through and say, we have this, we need this, we need that, you know, so something to kind of plan um, and, and yeah, foresight into your future as a church. So that's with Brand Your Church. And then K-Hub, I'm all over the place working on all different t- kinds of things. Um, at K-Hub is my Instagram handle. But um, yeah, just hoping to keep creating fun things and spreading the glory of God. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. Like I said, we definitely have to get you back on. I didn't even get to get into you know, uh, like brand protection and how important it is with just trademarking and copyright. Like there's a lot of stuff I need to bring you (laughs) back in on, you know, we're thinking potentially about even doing like a, a GMB summit, something virtual, eventually maybe in person, but whatever it is that we're doing, just best know that we will be reaching out to you because we want you 
to be a part of this. You know, we love what you guys are doing. Thank you so much again for your time today, Caitlin. And, you know, enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you so much, Sherwin. It's It's been amazing to be here. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Hey, guys, this is Caitlin Hubbard with Brand Your Church, and you are watching Gospel Music Buzz.